Today is Friday, February 23rd, 2024. This is Quick Start from CBN News. I'm Dan Andros. An American missionary is facing charges in Nicaragua. We'll have that top story and more on today's podcast, where we bring you news from a Christian perspective. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a rating. Email us, quickstartpodcast at cbn.org. Joining me today to get through the news of the cray is Billy Hallowell. Billy's at NRB, and Billy, there's been a big focus on Israel there. Yeah, you know, the National Religious Broadcasters Convention typically, you know, focuses in on communicators and, you know, Christians are sometimes Jewish communicators as well who will show up. And there's always an element of support for Israel. But this year, it is incredibly different, very focused on Israel. You know, we talked about the the panel that, you know, I was on with Chris Mitchell from CBN and, and others. You know, moderated that. That was an Israel panel. Uh, there are survivors. There's one survivor from the Hamas massacre um, on October 7th who is here. Had a chance to talk with her. It's just, it, it's really interesting how many people from Israel are actually here shedding light on what unfolded. Yeah, definitely. And we'll look for the details on that coming up on the focus story. On the main thing, we'll talk more about that American missionary that I mentioned who's facing criminal charges. This is for conducting some evangelism campaigns. Now he and the pastors he worked with, or the pastors he worked with are in prison now. So Mark Martin has that story coming up on the main thing in a few minutes. Also, don't forget, if you haven't subscribed already, do it right now. Subscribe to all of our CBN News podcasts. we got DC Debrief with John Stolness. New episode drops today. That's once a week on Fridays, rounding up the happenings in DC, and then also Newsmakers with Billy. That's a full-length interview each and every weekday. Don't miss those. Make sure you subscribe. Links are in the description of this podcast. All right, housekeeping out of the way. Let's head on over to the news here in 90 seconds. Federal authorities are investigating suspicious mail that contained white powder that was sent to a North Louisiana church, the one that House Speaker Mike Johnson attends and the authorities, the FBI and the police, Louisiana State Police, they are all investigating this situation. The average cost of a college education has nearly tripled over the past four decades. There's no signs of that slowing down, but the White House is currently engaged in trying to erase college loans. Even though the Supreme Court ruled against President Biden's first attempt last summer, This time, the Biden administration is looking at canceling $1.2 billion in debt on Capitol Hill. House Republicans say they have a solution to stop students from getting priced out of college in the first place. A taxi driver in Germany is contesting a fine imposed by local authorities for displaying a Bible verse sticker on his vehicle. It reads, Jesus, I am the way, the truth, and the life. This sparked a debate over religious expression and advertising laws there in Germany. The man is a Christian convert from Iran. He's challenging the fine with ADF International's help. He's arguing that the sticker is a personal expression of faith rather than advertising. Those are just some of today's top headlines. Go check out more stories over at CBNNews.com. Billy, this taxi driver in Germany. I mean, this is the latest thing here. I mean, we've seen stories that we've covered time and again here on the podcast, like the UK praying silently outside of an abortion clinic. This guy's got a bumper sticker on and he's facing these charges. I mean, it's ridiculous. Imagine going from Iran as a Christian in Iran 
And then you head over to Germany thinking maybe it'll be a little bit better. And then you get fined. It's like the mullahs followed him there to Germany. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of wild to watch the things happen that everybody said would never happen, right? I yeah. mean, a lot of people on the secular progressive side have always said, you know, Christians are warning about this boogeyman that will never happen, and yet it's happening, and it's happening again and again and again. And what's so alarming is it's in multiple countries on multiple different issues, right? It's not just one thing in one country. We're seeing it from Finland to the UK down to Germany, and this is why people warn if we're not careful, it will come to us as well. Well, and and valuing religious freedom. That's something that is not valued in Europe and the UK and all of those regions over there. And look what happens when it's not valued. And so it's kind of like red flashing warning signs here in America as we continue as as a, as a whole to devalue Christianity and and worship and freedom of worship in this country. You can expect that it's the logical outcome. Once you get past that step where you devalue that and you don't make it a priority, then these are the sorts of things you open the door to. So, yes, it's happening over in Germany, but we are moving in that direction as a country. You see people criticizing Christianity. It's not in the cadver seat anymore. We're not in the driver's seat as Christians. We're not in the favored status anymore. So... That's the direction it's going, and if we don't stand up for these rights to express our faith as we so see fit, then we're going to have problems. So certainly praying for this Christian over here. I mean, God bless him. Converting in Iran, that's dangerous enough, and then now dealing with this over in Germany. So definitely praying for that gentleman as he deals with that, and hopefully the ADF is able to help him out. All right. We're going to head over to the focus story now. Billy, you are at NRB right now in Tennessee, and you were just talking at the top there about this presence of all, you know, the the focus on Israel. Tell me a little bit about what's going on. You know, I'll tell you that we have some interviews that we will be sharing and across CBN platforms. We spoke with Benjamin Netanyahu's spokeswoman. Uh, That was very interesting. You know, being able to sort of hear from people And here's what's really intriguing to me. Again, so much focus on Israel. Every year there is a bit of focus on Israel, but this year you have people, there are family members of Hamas survivors who are here and who are speaking out, fighting to get their loved ones home. There is a survivor from October 7th who is here. Her name is Adele Raymer. We did an extensive interview with her about her experience. I will tell you, I have seen multiple times Christians and Jewish people in tears in conversation here, mm-hmm. talking about, recounting, detailing what went on on October 7th. They, there's even a virtual reality experience that I had a chance to see yesterday. And I'll tell you, I, I've never really done VR before. So putting on the VR headset, you were transported into a home on October 7th, mm-hmm. the aftermath of a home, while a 911 call from two children whose parents had been killed while you listened to that 911 call and you could look all around and see what went on room to room in that house. And so, you know, Joel Rosenberg, well-known author, sat down with him and he was visibly emotional talking to me about how he, for the first time, even though he's been in the tunnels, he's been over, you know, in Gaza, he's seen a lot firsthand. He watched the videos for the first time here at NRB and was visibly emotional. So it is a huge focus. And the big thing I'm hearing is that people are deeply 
people from Israel, the Jewish people, are deeply grateful for how Christians have come alongside them in America. Yeah, no doubt about it. And um, it's I, I had an interview with Pastor Jimmy Evans talking about this rise of anti-Semitism that's happening, and he called it just unprecedented uh, satanic activity is the phrasing that he used because there's no other really logical explanation why the globe would be surging in hatred for Israel after they got attacked. Very clearly, they got attacked. Hamas filmed it. Everyone saw it. Yet here we are. Everyone is increasingly angry at Israel. It's crazy. And so it's one very logical explanation for that. And so you talk to this Hamas survivor. What Tell, tell me about her story a bit. Yeah, Adele Raymer. I mean, this story... You know, I'll tell you, I, I have interviewed many people, as of you, over the years, and I don't, I've never cried in an interview or felt like I was going to cry. Mm. And I felt like I was going to cry throughout her entire interview. She was at her home <clears throat> and she said she had planned to get up. She was celebrating with family. She had family in town on October 6th. Her son was visiting her, and his bedroom that he was staying in, the guest room, is her safe room. And she had planned to get up October 7th and go out and take photos of some flowers in a field. She's into photography. She was going to go out and do that. And she never got up. She slept in. And she said, thank God I slept in because if I had gotten up on October 7th and gone out and taken those photos, I would not be sitting here across from you. Mm. But she recounted the horrific nature of that day um, in her kibbutz where she, where she lives uh, just like so many others, she was only about a mile, I think, from the border of Gaza. She heard the rockets, and the rockets were a distraction from what was happening, which was the invasion on the ground with the 3,000 Hamas and, and you know terrorists coming into the country. She got into her safe room and spent seven hours in her safe room. She said, I don't know if it was divine intervention or something else, but one of her windows was smashed. They were trying to come into her house at one point. And, you know, something that I hadn't heard, she described how these safe rooms, they're designed to protect you from rockets. They're not designed to lock. They're not rooms that you're locking because of somebody on the ground, right? That was a detail that it was just interesting to hear them explain, look, this protects us from a rocket, but these weren't rockets. These were gunmen and terrorists coming into our homes. And, you know, her community still has people who are missing. She can't live in her community. There's people who are still held hostage um, but she's been taking people back there, but just a horrific scene that she described and the impact was just palpable as she, she cried and teared up just talking about what she went through. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's honestly, I mean, it's just a couple months ago and to go through that, that's something obviously that's never going to leave you. And it's still relatively fresh, just a, just a couple of months old. Why is she feeling compelled now to to share her story? Obviously, this is traumatic to deal with. So why is she getting out there? Yeah, she's out there because she she just cannot understand, I think, a lot of the things we've been confused by. Why are people sort of shilling for Hamas? Why she said that, you know, the the genocide that she basically said, look, Hamas wants to commit genocide. They've proven that they're willing to do it. October 7th was evidence of them living that out. And she wants every Israeli home, every hostage home, and they're in a fight for their existence. And it was an interesting thread because you said it before, driving home the fact she, she had a sign with two people from her community um, who, who had been taken hostage and she brought that with her and you know, visibly seeing that was very emotional too. 
but she wants to drive home the fact that Israel was attacked, that Hamas you know, started this. This was not a war that they wanted to be in. But I think also the human, look, we've talked about this story a million times. We've read about it a lot, but you don't really experience what it was like until you sit across from somebody who was yeah. hunkered down in a safe room, probably crying and terrified for hours that they wouldn't make it. I mean, so she's trying to share what happened and I think, you know, rally support for her country. What did she say that most surprised you out of out of all of the information she relayed? You know, she said a lot of things um, that surprised that surprised me. But the biggest was that I asked her how she coped and processed what happened, and that's when she broke out into tears and said, "I haven't coped and processed mm. with what happened. I haven't processed that yet." And you know, it's easy for the world to look at an event from October and say, "Well, we're four and a half months past yeah. that." These people have not processed what they went through. She's not, I hadn't even thought about the people who are displaced, right? They can't live in their homes. She has not been able to return and live in her home. Her daughter left her house in this community with just the clothes on her back. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was surprising to to think through the pieces of that puzzle. She said they need donations and money to start their lives over, right? Yeah. Essentially, until they can get back to their home. So there's just so much there. Really, there truly was. Yeah, and then there's, of course, thousands of people in similar situation to her. And, man, I can really sympathize with what she's saying about like not even really having come to grips with it yet. I the One, one of the more impactful things I've ever seen was the time I got to go to Iraq. I talk about it a lot. But I witnessed all these people who had fled ISIS. So they, they saw all this horror and murder, and they fled. And just seeing the scope. So I didn't obviously witness any of that. I just saw the aftermath of all these people displaced, you know, thousands and millions of people. And you go to these camps where they're at and just seeing the scope of it and how many of them are that that just that just shocks you. And I remember when I got back, like people were saying, oh, you've got the thousand yard stare, which is you just can't you can't get it out of your mind. And you're just kind of you're kind of zoned out a lot of the time because it just burned in your mind what you saw. And so I can only imagine going through. I mean, I just saw the after effect of something traumatic. She went through it. And so to, you know, still it's only a couple months. So that's going to, that's going to, she's going to be like that for a while. And obviously that memory is never going to leave her. But um, it's, I think as Pastor Evans said in a conversation that I'll definitely try and run here on the podcast for a future main thing, maybe next week, talking about how this is spiritual. This is a spiritual battle and the evil that's like, rising up against Israel right now like she said she can't understand it what is what is that why are people doing that and it's i mean maybe it's because of Israel and it's and it's biblical nature and what we have there and what is bound to happen right that that people are going to turn on Israel so there's a lot there's a lot to digest there yeah one final thing that was very surprising that she said she couldn't believe that they chose to attack people like her community. She said, we sent people over there all the time. We, yeah. we would go over and pick people up and bring them over for medical care and bring them back home. We would go over and teach their children, you know, that these people chose to come and attack the very people who were almost peacemakers trying yeah. to, yeah, she, that really, she really had a hard time with that, knowing the things that had been done for people in Gaza in her community. Yeah, indeed. It's, it's a level of evil we have not, seen before what happened on October 7th and now with these hostages and everything else. So appreciate you, Billy, down there at NRB, bringing that one. Looking forward to more of the interviews that you 
and Trey gathered while you're there. So uh, I look forward to you getting back here uh, to your onto your uh, home base for us to get through this quick start podcast. Appreciate it. All right, we're going to head over to the main thing now. And an American missionary is facing criminal charges in Nicaragua. CBN's Mark Martin shared the story on the 700 Club with Gordon Robertson. That's today's main thing. Around a million people attended these evangelistic campaigns in Nicaragua last year. Brett Hancock of Mountain Gateway says God did amazing things, healing and transforming lives. A couple months after the final gathering, however, the government brought charges of money laundering and organized crime against Britt, his son Jacob, and daughter-in-law Cassie. We're totally innocent of, of those charges. Money laundering has to, there, there has to be a, a, a crime on the front end that obtained the money illegally. And uh, so all of the money that we put into Nicaragua came from our donor base. So there's no underlying crime there. And uh, we certainly are not organized crime bosses. We had been pouring our lives and into the nation of Nicaragua. And so we, we didn't know what was happening at the time. And so we just began to pray and just began to try to figure out what was going on. While the three safely made it home, the country's attorney general charged 11 Mountain Gateway Nicaraguan pastors with money laundering and put them in prison. They include Maricela, a wife and mother separated from her children for two months now. My heart is completely broken for Maricela, um, just knowing that she's sitting in a prison cell away from her babies. Um, she's like a sister to me, and she's been an aunt to my kids. She just gave birth to her baby boy at the end of September. Earlier this year, Mountain Gateway stated these charges are based on erroneous information, and it would do everything in its power to resolve this through diplomatic channels. Britt went to Washington seeking help to secure the release of the pastors whose exact location and health are unknown. Britt says Capitol Hill lawmakers supported Mountain Gateway by applying pressure on Nicaragua through floor speeches and a resolution condemning these actions. The missionary is also reaching out to others in Washington. I met with high people at the State Department who are very concerned over the situation in Nicaragua and the State Department is they're telling me that they're concerned over the lack of attention surrounding Nicaragua's recent behavior about persecution against religious institutions and individuals and violations of human rights. Religious Freedom Institute President Eric Patterson describes the situation in Nicaragua as very bad. What's happening on the one hand is we've seen the leadership of the Catholic Church routinely attacked, imprisoned, stripped of their citizenship. And we're seeing this increasingly uh, targeting evangelicals as well. Britt is asking for prayer, describing what happened as a body slam. Pray for our team. Pray that God moves to release those held in prison in a broad way. Pray that God change the environment in Nicaragua, that, that freedom can reign. The kind of freedom experienced by those whose lives changed after attending Mountain Gateway's evangelistic campaigns. Mark Martin. CBN News. You see those pictures uh, and the, just the number of people attending those rallies. T.L. Osborne said it years ago, nothing will test a country's freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, freedom of speech. Nothing will test it like mass miracle crusades. 
when you have those, you're putting everything in the power structure in play, and people will try to use those power structures to shut it down. That's what we're seeing today in Nicaragua, and it's not new, and it's not even new to that country. They've been persecuting the Catholic Church for years. The Pope had to get involved to get the bishop of the Catholic Church released from prison. This has to stop, but it's not anything new. You go back to the Soviet Union in the 1920s, they made the Catholic Church illegal. Uh, they shut them all down. They put all the priests in prison, and they... they Turn, turn all the church property into state property. Uh, they, uh, the Russian Orthodox Church had to move the Metropolitan to New York City. Uh, so you, you see this, and it's a pattern when you have socialist, communist, Marxist governments take over, and that's exactly what's happened in Nicaragua. We need to market. We need to do whatever is in our power as Americans to say, no, you don't get to get away with this. There needs to be religious freedom throughout the world. Uh, there needs to be religious freedom in your country, and that includes the freedom of assembly, the freedom of speech. You have to have these things so that you can have freedom of conscience. That's what the UN is all about, and one of the UN pledges. You have to, in order to be a member of the UN, you have to pledge that you believe in these things. Nicaragua is now this rogue nation. The UN needs to get involved. Our U.S. State Department absolutely needs to pay attention to this and do everything possible to say to Nicaragua, no, you don't get to get away with this. All right, Gordon and Mark Martin, thanks so much for that piece there. We're certainly going to keep everybody updated on what's happening uh, with that pastor and their team down there in Nicaragua, just it's again, this is the price sometimes you pay, as as they were saying, for trying to spread the gospel around the world. So we will continue to keep you posted on that. That's going to leave us with time on the podcast today. For one last thing, we're going to take a look at Hebrews 13, 16. Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifices are pleasing to God. This is a simple one, but uh, Billy, this is uh, a good reminder. It is, you know, doing doing good and, you know, doing good even for those who don't do good to us, yeah. right? Like loving our enemies, loving, loving everyone, and just living out his love for others. That's what we're called to do. Amen. All right. Good spot to leave it here on the Quick Start Podcast this week. As always, make sure you're getting yourself over to cbnnews.com and faithwire.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Lord willing, and that creek don't rise on us. We shall return Monday with more. God bless. Have a fantastic weekend.